This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for downloading today's show. And this week we have got a series of special podcasts lined up for you. It's all to celebrate the build-up to Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko for the Heavyweight Championship of the World at Wembley Stadium this Saturday, the 29th of April. So hopefully this week there'll be something for you to listen to every single day featuring either somebody that's involved at the weekend or somebody from the world of boxing to give their opinion as to how they see the big fight going at the weekend. It's a Fight Disciples special. Coming up on this show, I catch up with Scott Quigg, a man that up sticks from Manchester, went to LA to train in the wildcard gym with Freddie Roach, and then obviously makes his debut under Freddie Roach on the undercard of this bill at the weekend. He'll tell me why he made that decision to go. That was that was the turning point really when I went over. You know, I wasn't Again, it wasn't nothing to do with the gym or Joe or any, you know, the actual setup. It was just, I needed a change. He's obviously experienced LA, but what about Freddie experiencing Manchester? Yeah, he's took him to his nan's chippy. Uh, yeah, he's been to the chippy. Get out! Yeah, he's been to Freddie the chippy. Freddie Rogers has been to the chippy. I've got a few photos for you. you want to have a look at <laughs> um, yeah, he's been to the chippy. What did uh, he have? Uh Fishing chips. Straightforward yeah, fishing yeah, chips. Fish chips. Any yeah. moist on there? Were there any peas on there? Any uh, gravy out like that? No, no, just fishing chips. Good lad. And of course, Scott will give his thoughts on the big one. AJ versus Klitschko. How do you see it going? But after five rounds, if it's still going, I think Klitschko will start clawing his way back in. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Welcome back to the bright lights of Manchester, my friend. Um, how long's it been now since uh, you've been in LA? Been out, I've been out the ten week, just under ten week. That's a long holiday, that Scotty boy, isn't it? Are you enjoying yourself out there? I don't there? know what an holiday is. I don't know what an <laughs> holiday is. <laughs> right, last time we were speaking, we were obviously building up towards Caetano, right? Yep. That's what we were building up towards. Yeah. The performance was sensational. We'll get to that in a minute. However, I just want to talk about then the aftermath of Caetano because then you announced, right? That's it. I'm up in sticks. I'm leaving Berry. With my backpack on and I'm going to the bright lights. That's where I'm going. I'm going to Hollywood. Yeah. Um, how does this all come about, first of all? When, when does the thought process start and then how does it all happen? Uh, probably about 18, 18 months ago, really. You know, you're training. And sometimes boxing is my life, so, you know, I, I get up and I enjoy every day. And it, it was starting... I was... I felt like I needed a change. I felt like I was going a bit stale. I felt like I was forcing things. And so I, I obviously we kept training. And me and John, we was, you know, training for the Cairntown fight. Mm. The performance was, you know, good performance. Really good. Um, and I thought that was going to, like, give me give me that buzz back again. And, and, and it did. And then I went out to America um just for a bit of different training, a bit of sparring and that. And I thought, you know, I felt like, nah, this is where I need to be. You mm. know, I feel like if I'm going to, I wasn't progressing like I wanted to. And I think that was due to 
my um, not being fully um, happy in in the environment, as in not as in the gym environment. Just I wanted to things needed to be freshened up and changed. Yeah. Um, so when I went out there and I was sparring, and it was like, wow, this is you know this is this is what I remember it's like. It's absolutely you know a lot. You, the sparring, the quality, you know, the the you mm. going in the gym and you think, "Hey, we're going to be sparring today." So I, that was what I was missing. So when I went over and I was sparring, and I was going to different. I was just the free week I went out there before. Uh, I I'd like was making my mind up. I was just gym hopping, going around different gyms, sparring, and so you weren't just in the wild card. You were everywhere. No, I I literally was in the wild card twice. Right. Um, that time, uh, obviously, I went there, went there a couple of times just to speak with Freddie and that, and just say a lot of some of the lads that I know down there. But I was um, gym hopping really, just going around sparring and gloves for Aya. I just <laughs> it, it, it was the the buzz was back, and so when I come back, I was obviously speaking to my mum, speaking to Bev, and and. So did you speak? Did you speak to them before you'd had a conversation with Freddie, or did you have a conversation with Freddie and it was realistic that he would take you on under his tutelage? Yeah, well, I, I didn't speak to anyone until I come back. Obviously, I'd already spoke to Freddie okay. um, when I was over there. Like the the I spoke to him a couple of times, and then I think it was two days before I come back, I went in and you know had a proper chat with him, and then said like, "Would you be interested in?" He said yes, yeah, so I was absolutely you know, over the moon, and he was. That must you know, be a buzz, man, because oh, he's a Hall of Fame trainer, man. He's yeah, he's the guy that took Manny Pacquiao eight eight weight classes. He's got Miguel Cotter under his well, tutelage, Chavez uh, Junior. All these guys, they're there. They're, yeah, he's training them now. He's not gonna waste his time. That's no, it. That's gonna, the point. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's only gonna take you if he genuinely believes you've got a world title in you. Yeah, End of. And what I like about me just. So straight to the point, straight talking. There's no, there's no bull. You know, he's not going to kid. You know, if he don't think you're going to do it, you then, oh, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have took me on. So I was like, I was over the moon, and I was happy with his reaction because he seemed excited. You know, he wasn't just taking me on just as a, another fighter. You know, we spoke in length, and so when I come back, obviously I'd already made the decision, so. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. my mum, my mum didn't make no difference to my mum, like. But <laughs> Bev, obviously, I'd already made that decision, and we just bought an house. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, a thing that obviously she's got to be on. She was understanding, you know. Luckily for me, um, I mean, I was ready to put my guard up, like in case she was. So it was coming. Yeah, back, so yeah. it was coming. But it was that was that was the turning point really when I went over. You know, I wasn't. Again, it wasn't nothing to do with the gym or Joe or any, you know, the, the actual setup. It was just, I needed a change. Sometimes I've, I'd been there for six years. Sometimes you, you felt, need to freshen things up. Absolutely, man. I mean, you speak to some people and they're happy in the comfort zone. They're yeah. happy to be in that comfort zone. But my attitude towards comfort zones are is that nothing remarkable ever happens when you're no, in that comfort zone. And, You've got to take a chance. Yeah, and that's, my comfort zone is being out of my comfort. As in, you know, because then you're improving. Yeah, Do you know nothing. You, you, you feel happy when you're learning, when you when you feel a yeah, bit on edge. Yeah, yeah. I could be, I could have stayed over it and you know kept doing what I'm doing and still gone on to achieve a lot. Yeah, but I wouldn't have been. I would have been in ten years' time when I'm retired. I would have been sat on the couch thinking, 
what would I have been if I would have, yeah. you know, if I would have gone over there? There's that age old yeah. saying, isn't there, where people say that you don't actually, you never regret the things that you actually went and did. You only yeah. regret the things that you, you don't, don't do. that you don't go and yeah. take, the chances that you don't go and take. And that would have been one. Oh, 100%. And from the, the first time I went over in 2009, you know, I, I remember the, the, that that place I, where I, I, I that it ch- the wildcat changed me from a boy to a man. I remember that as I was sparring a, a Mexican. I was nineteen. I was a I was a kid. I was a scrawny kid. Yeah. And I was sparring a, a Mexican called Alejandro Perez. He was and he was a was rugged, tough, and proper little Mexican. Oh yeah, and for two, I would do, we were scheduled to do four rounds for two rounds. He beat the living daylights out. <laughs> I mean, he hit me with body shots that I thought, wow. On, with the big gloves as well. With the big gloves. And I'm thinking, I've got two more rounds of this. And then the third round started and he come out and he hit me with a body shot again. And I'm not lying, I thought he'd cut me in half. And he come in to whip me in the, again and I've hit him with a left up and I stunned him. And he like, I thought, oh, he's going down. I thought, and that just changed. And for the next like round and a half that were left, I battered him, and it was that I remember going home, back to the the hotel I was staying, motel I was staying in, and said to him, I said, "Wow, this is this mint." So I sent I sent her a picture. <laughs> that, sometimes that puts people off, though. What you've just it, experienced no, puts co- put some people no, off. Correct. It could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah. Because I I could have got it. Could have gone. Wow. Bit too was, much for me. This. Yeah. yeah. Was. It was the other. It was the opposite. I was just thinking. I, my eye was all bruised, and like I sent my mum a picture, and she was like, "Oh, what's up? What's up?" I said, "Oh, you won't believe it. it's absolutely. I can't wait for when I got battered. It's yeah. great. Get in there again. He battered me, and I battered him. <laughs> I said, we're, "We're sparring again on Wednesday," and she's like, well, "No, well, you, you gotta watch what you're doing because at this time I was out there on my own." Yeah, but that, that 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 always stuck in my mind, and like I just, I've always known to to you've got to take yourself out of your comfort to to work, to go on to achieve um your, your, your greatest potential yeah no I, to- I totally agree with that and it's a refre- it's refreshing to hear that because so many people you like you say you're a former world champion so many people would have and, and especially after the Kaitana performance because yeah. it was good man I mean you stopped a kid that Leo Santa Cruz couldn't stop yeah. for example yeah and the way that you did it I mean, at some points, I thought that you might have needed a cricket bat to get him out of there because he was taking some serious punishment, the lad. And it was a good performance. Believe, that- it, well, believe it or not, every time I watch that performance now, I think it's terrible. Really? At the time, I thought, Joe, that, that was good. When I look back now, I think, wow, that's... Is that because bad. of what you've learned over the last 10 weeks? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd, I've been brought to be um, aware of, you know, of what I'm doing Because of the now. learning that you're doing yeah. now. Um, it, don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad, but what I mean is these things that I'm, I'm doing now and what I should have been doing then to have made that a bit more simple. Yeah. But again, I did something no one else has done before to him. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to, you know, go out uh, next Saturday and show everything that I've been learning, and I'm positive everyone will see the best performance that I've ever I feel like I'm the best I've ever been well the, well, the kid that you're fighting against he's never been stopped his only defeat is against Lee, Lee Selby. Selby so therefore you kind of you kind of getting these guys now in this featherweight division for example the last guy Cayetano Leo Santa Cruz yeah, yeah. then you bring in a, a, a guy that Lee, Lee Selby's uh, 
Beat. beaten yep. by unanimous decision. But then you go out there and do it a little bit more impressively. Stop the kid with these yep. things that you're now learning. Yep. The name starts to get mentioned then, doesn't it? It starts to say, is it Selby? Is it Frampton? Is it whoever? Leo Santa Cruz probably yeah, is yeah. one of the targets that you're after. Yep. I mean, that, that that's the thing. It's, it's about getting that momentum going now. And... Stopping, it's fight. about stopping kids that these guys haven't stopped, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I believe I can. I don't go wrong. I don't go out there to to do that. I'm not going out there thinking. Uh, I'm, you know, thinking I have to get the stoppage. No, the, the win's the win. But you do it. You you do what you've been doing in the gym. You do things right, and then you take these guys out, and that's that's the that's the aim because then that's what gets people talking. That's what gets people putting your name in the mix and. And proving that you know I belong back at the top. It's an exciting weight division because yeah. um, I think uh, Abner Maris has just been mandated, hasn't he, for uh, Leo Santa Cruz? Yeah, th- them two are fighting. Yeah, yeah. And then you've obviously got your old boy Frampton. Yeah. You've got Lee Selby in there. You've got some serious Valdez. You've got some serious names who fought last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was sparring Oscar Valdez for this over in America. Um, he was preparing for his obviously his fight last night. Um, do you, do you believe with the move to America yeah. and being connected to Freddie and the wildcard gym that those opportunities will be read more readily available and a little bit more easier to make for you? Yeah, I think it'll be a, a lot. It'll make it that bit bigger as well, obviously because of profile. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and more people, obviously with Freddie involved, you, his name speaks for himself and his record. What you know, what he's achieved, so what he brings to the table as well. Um, but being in that gym again, I was sparring WBO featherweight champion. Um, for this fight, <laughs> it's crackers, you know, isn't it? That's you know, there's no. But that's the reputation of Freddie and the gym. People want to come there because they know that the reputation of the sparring there is world it's, class. You know, as soon as I looked, as soon as I landed, they they got in touch, and obviously they might have wanted to test the waters and see. Yeah, yeah. You know, good for you. Good for you them, know, though. Yeah, and and believe me, if that would have been, if the sparring would have been pot and telly, everyone would have been absolutely on the edge of the seat. You know, so and so it just gives you confidence. You know, so nah, nah, I belong at this level. I, yeah, yeah. I, I should be world champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's what you know, going out there and and getting that sparring, getting that quality of coaching, learning, being shown shown new things, but then educated why to do it, when to do it, mm. how to do it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah, yeah. to do it in the ring, and and that's all what me going over there is not gonna. Freddie weren't gonna change my style. You know. What he's going to do is add to it. He's going to give me knowledge on the tools that I've got, how to use them better, or you know, add you know a couple of you know, use get using angles more, doing doing certain stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not he's not going to change me and turn me into you know an Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> he's just going to you know fine tune what I am and give me more knowledge to be able to use what I have in a better way. Talk to me about the schedule of a day then at the wild card because he has got some serious fighters there that are all trading for various fights. Yep. Do you get an hour? Do you get two hours? How, how does it work? How does your well, day normally uh, work uh, now that you're out in well, LA? Well, at, the at, at the minute, I was at, obviously Cotto's not in camp yet. Pacquiao's not in camp. They're going into camp in a couple of weeks, I think. So at the while I was out there, he, he obviously trains a couple of other, um, few other fighters and that who were just coming through. But, well, I was out there. I was the, you know, the main one at the, his main one at the minute. Mm. Um, I was in the gym at f- half five in the morning doing my conditioning work. Yeah. 
Um, You're working with Miguel's um, yeah, Miguel's strength, and, strength. Yeah, Gavin yeah, yeah. McMillan. Um, quality, very, very good. Um, you, you know, you, again, I'm learning in that department as well. So we'd go, I'd go there for half five in the morning, do two hours in the morning with him. Mm-hmm. Back home, bit of breakfast, back to bed for a couple of hours. And then, the life of a fighter in LA, right? Everybody thinks it's glamorous, uh, right? Oh, Carry on. It ain't glamorous. <laughs> and then I'd go back to the gym for one o'clock and I'm in the gym with um, Freddie for two and a half hours. Right. Working you know, on technique, working, working technique, on drills. Working on drills. Yeah. You know, all, all different stuff. And full on with... Freddie, Marvin, and the uh, Paulie's called. Paulie's called, and you know, three of them all watching me. You know, I'm working with Freddie. You know, and, and you've always got, you know, you've got more than one person. If, if you know, obviously, I'm on the mix with Freddie. You got someone watching outside, just, mm. and then you you get Freddie going over talking to him. So uh, you've got full eyes all the time on you. Um, so you know, you don't have to coach yourself you don't have to overthink yourself because you know if you're going to do anything wrong the setup's fine they're going to be yeah the setup's absolutely spot on and people was I seen a few people when I first when it first got announced saying oh he's he's just going to be lost he's just going to be another fight he's going to get lost in the I wasn't daft as in obviously I'm not going to come before Manny Pacquiao or Miguel Cotto I spoke with Freddie about this and we we said we, we could yeah, we can make it work. Even if they was in camp, we can make it work because we'll do the times and all that was you know, taken into consideration because I know what, I, what I'm what like and I need that where I feel like I'm getting the the attention and people watching that I need because I, I, I want to be the best I can be and I know if someone's watching me and despite my, my mistakes, I'm not having to overthink and think, am I making mistakes? Am I mm. not? I can just get on with it, relax, flow. And if I'm making a mistake, then I'll be picked up on it. If no one says anything, it means it's good. Fair point, man. Fair point. So you've had 10 weeks, now you're back over here. You brought him with you. How's he finding Manchester? Is he enjoying himself? Yeah, he's... Have you he, took him to the chippy? Uh, yeah, he's been to the chippy. Get out! Yeah, he's been to the Freddie chippy. Freddie Roach has been to the chippy. I've got a few photos for you. You want to have a look at <laughs> Yeah, he's been to the chippy. What uh, did he have? Uh, fish and chips. Straightforward yeah, fish, and yeah, chips. fish and chips. Any moist on there? Were there any peas on there? Any uh, gravy out like no, that? No, no, just fish and chips. Good lad. So he's, um, <laughs> it was good. He's, he's absolutely, you know, he, he's a great guy. He, you know, the the chippy was absolutely hammered. And I bet it was. It was. The, the thing is, he was sat outside eating his uh, dinner with Gavin and it was, no, people were just saying, hey, you know, there's no... He's got time for everyone. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's not just he's a great coach, he's actually a great person as well. That's good. That's good, man. People in Manchester would love that. He'll be getting some dandelion and burdock in at the chippy, <laughs> won't he? But um, Bev thought she would go yesterday, though. Go on. We, we, I took, him, took uh, Freddie and uh, Gavin to the Trafford Centre. So me and Bev was <laughs> with them and, and having something to... But the only thing is... I took him to Gourmet Burger, yeah. where it's my favourite place, but I couldn't eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So You're not allowed yet? Yeah? Next no, week, no, son. They're all eating the burgers, and I'm sat there like, 
You can get back on Krispy Krems next week, sunshine. <laughs> Listen, you just mentioned Bev's name there, right? Because yeah. last time you were here, you were talking about buying houses, and that's done now. You're there. You're, you're rocking and rolling. It's your fault. Yeah, but you it's cleared off. Well, you've cleared off, right? You've, <laughs> the, people say the most stressful things in your life, right? Getting wed, having babies, and moving out, right? So you have decided to go and buy yourself an house with your missus, yeah. done, and then you cleared off and left her all to it, sunshine. So she's had to sort all the decor out and have to sort everything out with it. Well... So, what do you mean? Well, you cleared it, off. You're la- laughing it, it up, to, enjoying it, yourself. It had to had to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from the stress. <laughs> Is it all done now? No, no. It's still because um, we we started from we got it in the building it, it out, yeah, and yeah. then you know it's something that because it's not that you know, obviously we've worked uh, we've worked hard. You know we've been together a long time, and we're in a fortunate position where. We still, we were still both at home, and we can, you know, rip it out, get it all done, yeah, yeah. and move into the house that we've always wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's happy. She weren't happy that I'd left her to it, and that and she was, she was the foreman um, organizing it all while I've been away, and that. But to be fair, doing I can't fault her. She's done, done a good, good job. job. She's well done, done a good Bev. job. That's what we like to see, Bev. Except I'll check my balance, and we'll see if there, she's done a good job. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the plan then? Are you then after this fight next week? Are you staying in the UK for a period of time before your next fight is announced and then you go back out to camp? You're smiling at me. So are you clearing straight I, back I, out no, to LA? No, what are you no, doing? Well, well, I didn't really want to mention this because if Bev is this, she's going to go mad. <laughs> I've told her I'm staying staying over here for six months, but uh, after two days, I'm going back out. <laughs> uh, no, it, it'll be probably, we'll obviously get this one. Yeah. Um, see what we sit down with Eddie. See what. Well, you we, want to be active, won't you? You you want to be back out within three months, won't you? Three four yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, it all depends on um, Freddie's um, schedule. Obviously, with Pacquiao and Cotto, yeah. so I've got to take that into consideration as well. So it, it could be like two or three week either way. Okay. Um, but definitely one another. If I could two fights this year. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely at least. Uh, the uh, a big fight maybe in the second half but like I said I'd want two more fights this oh, year okay so you, you didn't know. answer my question there about going back to America I know I'm avoiding it on purpose <laughs> uh, no to be honest with you Bev will be wanting a little trip to Dubai mate you want, you've got to get a little holiday in you love it out there go on uh, probably it'll be middle of June okay yeah middle of June you'll be back out middle of June yeah um, now you mentioned that um, obviously your mum's been out there yeah yeah to obviously see where her boy's living and how he's living his life yeah. in LA. Did you get any fun time? Did you get to go and do any other stuff with her? Did you get to go and take her up the Hollywood Hill? Did you go and have a look at that? No, she's... Uh, I think when I tell, where, where I used to go, where, where I go running up Griffiths Park, Yeah, yeah. I took her up there once. Oh, she couldn't... She, she was going all funny because... Because of, of, of the Because of the height and that and... <laughs> So she won't she won't go up again. That's the that's the only one thing that she won't do. Oh, I'm not going. You going? You have to go up there yourself. I'm not. I'm not walking up there. So, not near the sign. No, no. These, these, they could be snakes. They could be says the, says they could be mountain lions up there. So I'll give up. <laughs> but no, the 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 downtime really. We, John, he's very, mainly obviously you're in the gym and I'm training that hard and mm. my mum understands that. So she's just out there. She's. She was cooking for me. Uh, she got a job back doing that. I've never tasted the food as good in my life. You know, normally I used to, as a kid, we used to get fish fingers and beans. That was as good as it get. <laughs> but I tell you what, she she delivered over there was on veg, fish. Ooh. Superb. Uh, but the highlight of the, 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 the downtime was 
we'd just go and get a, a Starbucks. You know, we'd, we'd drive to Santa Monica at the weekend. Sounds good, that though, mate, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds yeah, it, good. It is because, you know, you, you, you do all the hard work in the week and then at the week, on, on a Sunday, you look forward to go down to the beach, just what go for a 20, 30 minute walk and then just sit and you just take chill. in and yeah, you just chill and, you know, you just, obviously the views and it's not like it was nice for my mum to be there because I wouldn't be in that position, where, the position I am now, yeah. if it wasn't for my mum and dad. Of course, yeah. Because the sacrifices they made when they were younger to yeah. get you to where you are. And not only that, letting me drop out of school, which yeah, yeah. is a, like I said, you wouldn't, I wouldn't let my um, kids drop out of school. You know, because he, they're going to pull you on that, mate, in years to come, son. I've got to say, and I'd say, yeah, you don't have to go. <laughs> No, but fantastic for her to go out there and experience that and yeah. see what it's all about. It puts sure. her mind at rest as well, you it know what I mean? Because she'll be worrying over here. Oh, and, and it's not like she... The, how hard she works, you know, when she's back over here and, and I, as a, as we was a, a kid, my brother and sister, we, we got everything because of... She had four jobs and it's nice to be able to, you know, let her relax and, you yeah. know, enjoy, enjoy the life. Mm, absolutely, um, man. And she, like I say, she loves being around me. Um, training and she she hates watching the fight but if my mum didn't see my training and what I put in she'd be even more worried yeah that's fair so, I think that's fair enough when's Bev coming out next time yeah. she'll be like I said I'll go out there a couple of weeks and then she can come out for her <laughs> I love this Bev, you're trying to you're trying no, to love get me in you're, trouble I do you're love, trying to get I me in trouble I do love all that man listen um <laughs> We've, we've mentioned the fight. We mentioned obviously the new training regime with Freddie uh, and what have you. You're on an amazing bill at yep. the weekend. Uh, before we started this interview, we were talking about stadium fights, and I wasn't uh, in the position to get down to Frotch Groves Wembley. Yeah, you did. I did. I went to the first one here in Manchester, so I missed the Wembley thing. So I'm really looking forward to being at Wembley to watch live boxing. Cause I've only yeah. ever been there to watch football. Stadium fights. There's something extremely special about stadium fights. That must. Tickle your taste buds. And not only that, the whole world's watching this, mate. You've obviously yeah. been in the States. You know now that HBO, Showtime are both yeah. showing the, the simulcasting. It's only happened twice before. It happened with uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. That's right. And uh, Lewis and Tyson. You're on this particular bill. That is sensational. It's, you know, someone I was someone asked me the other day, did you ever think you'd be fighting at, uh, at an event like this? And I went, no. But what I mean is because you did... They don't, don't happen. Leave, they don't happen. Yeah, it's yeah. once-in-a-lifetime yeah. opportunity, yeah. Um, I said, yeah, well, you, you think, oh, a big fight in Vegas and... Mm, because of course, yeah. But, but I said, this is totally different. This is an event and I'm very grateful for the opportunity, you know, from Matchroom, the Klitschko side, Anthony Joshua, for, for giving me this opportunity to be able to perform on this stage because, again, this is... these. This could be just once in a lifetime. Yeah, you yeah. know, I might not got an opportunity to go on it again because they don't come around. Yeah, yeah. That often you've got to have a fight of this magnitude to, you know. The storyline for you, the storyline for you is really good though as well because oh yeah, we've got uh, AJ and Klitschko, yeah. but your storyline of Freddie's involved with this and well, you coming back to the UK and all that it just it sits quite. I'm nice. going to say I couldn't ask for a better platform mm. to have my first fight with Freddie on. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you've got the worldwide media. You've got the, you know, the, how many people? The whole of America watching it as well because you're out there. Ninety thousand people in the. What more could I ask for to be able to go out and showcase what I've done and, you know, move on to the next step of my career in front of 
90,000 in front of all of the world. It's, it's massive. So it's crazy. you do, you pinch yourself, but it's something that I know that I've put in everything that I've needed to put in. You know, all the, this training camp, this has gone. It's the best of, It's the best one I've had. Mm. Yeah, it's the best I feel. And you know what? I'm not scared about jinxing myself because I've put the work in. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, I've done everything. I feel, you know, the work we've been doing, the sparring, the coaching, every box has been ticked. You're a big fan of the mental aspects of this sport. I know that you study it and you yeah. visualise quite a lot of things. So what do you like on, with, the, with an event like this on Saturday, what do you like on, on fight day? Do you go down to the arena during the day just to get a feel of it? Do you step in the ring? Do you have a little bit of a bounce on the canvas? How do you work on the on the day? Um, on the day, I just, really, I, I used to I used to overthink to be honest, on the day, as in this going, going, going back a couple of years, I used to, as soon as I woke up, my mind would be on it. And... As you get older, you get mature, and you, you think, no, just when I I'll switch on for from about twelve till about one, and I'll watch a couple of I'll watch a couple of clips, go through what I've been doing, yeah, um, watch a few clips of my opponent, get my thing, and then I'll switch off then until I leave the I've normally the house, and then oh, but in this case the hotel. Once I leave the hotel, then it'll be like right. Game on. Yeah. So that so when you arrive at Wembley Arena, that'll be the first time that you'll have been around, around the, Yeah, oh, around cool. that, yeah. Other than the, the public, because it's not obviously the public workout. Yeah, of the course. The way in the presser and all that. Um, but on the day, no, you just stay relaxed. Because you, you, you end up burning nervous. And don't go, I like nerves because that's what keeps me sharp. That's what keeps me switched on. And the, the nerves I have is the fear of losing. You know, it's not that I'm not confident, it's just, you know, you've yeah, got to yeah. be switched on and that's what keeps me sharp. And as soon, But the thing is, as soon as I leave the dressing room, that's it. Game game it, time. It, it, is Rock and Roll Star on? I mean, you're not changing your music because you've gone to America, have you? Give Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming out to living in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. That's it, some new tunes. Some dirty hip-hop or something like that. That'll no, be coming no, out. No, 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 it's, uh, it's still... Um, it's, got, it's still a bit of a waste. Yeah. 90,000 people singing along to that. That'd be sensational. It's a good bill, mate, as well, because obviously Luke Campbell's on there against uh, yep. one of Anthony's old boys, Darlis Perez. That'll be yep. a great fight. Uh, and then you've got the big one. So everybody that we're speaking to this week, we've got to make some predictions. We've got to see how this is going. I'm sure you've uh, had a chat with Freddie uh, and various other people that you know in the game of how you see this game plan working out. AJ Klitschko, is it going to be youth? Is it going to be experience? How do you see this panning out, mate? This, uh, I think it's going to be a, a real, real good fight. Mm. Do you know, I think it's going to be a swing both ways. You've got, I think, in the first four rounds, Anthony's going to be very dangerous. Do I think explosive he'll be, Klitschko's going to be switched on he's, he's going to do his jab and grab or jab and run but after five rounds if it's still going I think Klitschko will start clawing his way back in and I think he'll start taking control of the fight but round 10-11 I think Joshua's uh, youth and he's he's still he'll still carry that explosiveness mm. And I think he stops Klitschko around 10, 11. So you reckon it's going to go a bit late? Right, yeah, okay. I think he's going to go late. If, a if lot of Josh people have said that. Go, because I think he's... What you got... Klitschko's used to doing the 12 rounds. Yeah, he is. And he's used to keeping and, people on the end of that jab. And 
And the only thing is, what I think, is, people going about the Tyson Fury fight, Tyson Fury went on the back foot. Everybody who fights Klitschko goes forward because hmm. he's trying to close the distance on him. Fury just did the total opposite that you would never expect a six <laughs> foot nine, yeah. however ever he is, to dance on his feet like he did. Yeah. But Joshua's not going to be able to do that because it's not his style. And if he did try and do that, it's you know, he's giving away his strengths. Yeah. So he's going to go to Klitschko, but that could play into his hands because obviously stick behind the jab and jab and grab or... And the thing is, Klitschko's got nothing to lose. You know, people mm. are already writing him off. Yeah, and he's the, well, the people are saying he's the only dog in the fight, yeah. And, and he's relaxed. If you look at his training, the minute he looks relaxed, he looks happy. And uh, believe me, a happy fight is a dangerous fighter. Mm. And you know, you've got to be aware of that. But don't go wrong, I think Anthony Joshua comes through and wins. He could, he could win early. But I do see it going quite late on. I, I, I don't see it as late as that. I see it probably around eight nine. I, a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's going to blast him in one. He's going to blast him in two. I don't. I personally don't think he will. He does have that explosive power, but the yeah. wily old cat will just keep him on yeah. the end of his jab. He's got a lot of ring craft. He'll keep him at distance for a long period of time. I, th- I think it will go. It'll be Anthony's longest fight. I think yeah, what yeah. It, round seven with Dillian right, was yeah. was his longest so far. I think this will be his longest fight to date. Uh, with Klitschko just because of the wily old cat that Klitschko is it's going to be a cracker anyway oh, isn't it it's going to be it's, it's going to again it's an event it's not a choice or, or a fight it's, it's, it's actually an event you know and to be part of it I'm very grateful you're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast hope you enjoyed that that starts off our big fight preview week as we count down towards Anthony Joshua Vladimir Klitschko uh, we've got plenty of shows lined up for you, so make sure you subscribe via our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a lovely button there that'll take you to iTunes. Hit the subscribe button, and you will not miss out on any of the content we have got coming your way this week. We've got Anthony Fowler, Matchroom's newest signing. He's a mate of uh, Anthony Joshua's. He trained with him in Sheffield at Team GB. He's going to be telling us all about him and how he sees this fight going at the weekend. Tony Bellew, he's in the heavyweight mix now. He'll be on the show as well. So make sure you come a part of it. And also I'll be speaking to Huey Fury at some point who's going to be challenging for a WBO version of the heavyweight title uh, on the 6th of May. And I'm going to get his thoughts on how he sees the big fight going this weekend. Make sure you're a part of it this week. It is absolutely monstrous. Fightdisciples.com is the website. At Fight Disciples on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for your time. We'll probably talk again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.